and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. The Karate Kid is celebrating its 35th anniversary this year. It's one of my favorite movies. I'm sure it's one of yours as well. So I decided to talk to as many cast members from the original movie as possible. So this show is a first in a series. Today's guest, Ron Thomas, who played Bobby Brown from the Cobra Kai. Sensei Ron Thomas talks about his experience making the movie, his real-life Cobra Kai run-in that got him involved in the martial arts, and he talks about what he's doing these days. Ron, really nice guy. He shares some amazing stories, and I hope you enjoy the conversation I had with him. And helping me relive my youth today is Sensei Ron Thomas. Ron, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Um, it's basically we're celebrating the 35th anniversary of this movie. Uh, in your wildest dreams, do you ever think that we'd be talking about this movie so many years later? <laughs> uh, well, the short answer is no. <laughs> That's the short answer. Right. I mean, it's it's a. Uh, uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving, you know, it's, it's phenomenal. What's the culture that the karate kid has, has created and, um, the lives that it's changed, uh, which is kind of strange to say about a movie. Right. How does a movie, how does a movie change lives? Um, you know, basically I think the most important answer to that question is it inspired so many people to get involved in the martial arts and the martial arts, is something that, you know, a dedicated student through time, it's most certainly changes lives. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. It's been a fun ride and, and certainly an honor to be part of the whole thing. Right. And the movie is kind of, you know, touch generations. Uh, you know, both my kids absolutely love the movie. You know, my son's 14, my daughter's nine and, you know, they love the Cobra Kai show. So the movie is just like timeless and it's just yeah. made for, you know, yeah, and, that, and that's you know that's another cool thing that never in my wildest dreams would I imagine that 35 years later I'm getting fan mail from seven year olds, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know that that have, their parents made them watch the movie that changed their lives, and and now they they want the kids to watch the same movie and get inspired, and 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 the kids fall in love with my character because he's the more compassionate uh, Cobra Kai, the right. guy with this seemingly having his head on his shoulders, <laughs> trying to, you know, and so, um, I get a lot of, I got, I've got a lot of new fans from an old movie. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It, it is surreal. Right. And you know, Bobby is pretty much like not only Johnny's conscious, but he's also the conscience of the Cobra Kai, you know, and just like the beginning of the movie when they're on the bikes and, you know, Johnny turns to you about, you know, cleaning up the year and everything like that, making it, you know, the best senior year ever. And, then, you know, he turns to you, you know, later in the movie when you're all dressed as skeletons, you know, kicking Ralph's ass, you basically tell him to have enough. So it's like you basically know when enough is enough, pretty much. Yeah. And, and that, you know, recently I did another interview and I kind of explained that, uh, that scene on the motorcycles when Johnny turns to Bobby and says, you know, I'm going to make this the best year. We're going to do, make this year right. And everything. And, you know, an actor prepares the scene, but, you know, consciously or unconsciously writes in a bunch of subtext, like what's going on beneath the lines. And in my mind, Bobby is the one that started that whole conversation with Johnny somewhere hanging out at night, you know, Bobby's the one that initiated, Hey, 
this is our last year. It's our senior year. We're going to make it right. And that's why I think that Johnny turns to Bobby and says, you know, just kind of reaffirms it. We're going to make this year right. 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 Right, man. <laughs> you know, so I think Bobby initiates that whole underpinning and subtext of, of trying to do the right thing, um, even though they might be involved with the wrong crowd in the room. Right. You know? Yeah. So even, uh, even before, obviously, the movie, um, how did you first hear about, you know, the, the filming of the movie and uh, how in- interested were you at first? Well, I'm a professional actor. Right. So <laughs> Any role, of right? Of <laughs> course. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in Hollywood doing my thing, auditioning all the time for different shows. And and, and uh, I was I'd just gotten the role in uh, the Conan show oh, up yeah. at Universal Studios, the live the live show that, that you know, <clears throat> that's performed in front of uh, at the theme park, thousands and thousands and hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of people. Right. You know, uh, I just gotten that role of young Conan and um, and the producer of that show came up to me and he said, hey, do you know about this new movie called The Karate Kid? And I go, no, nah, I haven't heard of it. And then literally within an hour and a half of that conversation, you know, he, he said, you should be auditioning for that. And then I got a call from my agent. Uh, who said you got an audition for this movie called The Karate Kid? Right. And my first thought was, that's a stupid title. That's The <laughs> yeah. Karate Kid. Yeah. That's awful. Sounds like um, an after school special or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think all of us kind of thought the same thing. Like the title is just so weird. It's just, I mean, not weird, but just bad. It could have been better, right? That was my first response. And then my second, my second response was, or was uh, to my agent who said, don't tell them that you're a black belt right. when you audition for this. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't tell them you're a black belt. They are looking for actors. They want to know you're a good actor. They're, that's all they're concerned about. They're going to train you anyway. They're going to hire this guy uh, who was directly under Chuck Norris. His name is Pat Johnson. Right. You know, he's worked with Bruce Lee. Uh, <clears throat> just shut up about your – if they ask you about it, that's fine. Go ahead and tell them. But – don't say anything uh, on your initial audition, which I thought was weird. Right. You know, <laughs> going in for this Karate Kid, a movie called The Karate Kid, and they don't want me Watch. to talk about my martial arts background. Right. So, how like hard was that for you? Like when you guys are, you know, rehearsing and like trying to like just learn, you know, pretending not to know, you know, karate and being a black belt. Yeah. Well, it was. It, you know, it, it's not hard. I mean, I, I, after we got the role. Uh, you know, the guys knew, okay. um, Pat Johnson, our choreographer, right. did, he didn't really know for about six weeks in and we were just training every day, right. doing our thing. And then, then we started getting, you know, more intense and more intense and we started sparring. And, uh, I remember Pat put on, uh, some pads one day and he would attack us and we were supposed to spar back with him. And I, he, he came at me and he wasn't expecting it, but I kind of, I did a little sidestep move and, and spun around and hit him square in the chest with a, uh, a roundhouse kick, right. round, a back, it's not a roundhouse kick, a back spinning kick. And, okay. and he, later on, he comes up to me and goes, you, you've been, you've know something, don't you? <laughs> you've trained before. <laughs> so he didn't, you know, he was so busy training Ralph and Pat Morita and, and the Cobra Kai all separately and, and right. choreographing the different stuff for the fight scenes. And he wasn't really, paying attention to us individually until, or, you know, uh, until that moment, he right. kind of paid attention to me. <laughs> right. So, yeah. um, 
so yeah, it was it was you know trying to keep secrets like that is is sometimes difficult for sure. Now was but, the the karate that Pat was teaching you was that something that you were familiar with from your background? No, I, I'm a jujitsu practitioner, okay. so Japanese jujitsu was my first background in judo. Um, but I was involved with an organization called Jujitsu America, who allowed all styles in. So I'd had training. I used to train with Billy Blanks, Taekwondo. Okay. Um, so I've had training in, in all the different styles, you know, ultimately my philosophy is there's only so many ways you can kick or punch somebody, right? you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it boils down to philosophy and style. Um, in the end, uh, a lot of them just kind of blend and merge together. And, and, you know, the object is to, if it's karate, it's a, more of a striking art. So hands and feet, right. um, I was obviously involved with throwing and takedowns and chokes and stuff like that. So after, you know, the cat was out of the bag, so to speak, did they like kind of lean on you for, you know, instruction or anything like that to help choreograph any of the scenes? Well, yeah, they didn't lean on me. Um, you know, everybody's got their own job right. on a movie, on a movie set. So, uh, you just kind of don't step on anybody's toes. And I, I didn't, I just stayed in my lane and did what I was told. Um, but Pat got overwhelmed during the montage sequence when we were shooting okay. the different little montages and fight scenes at the tournament. He was choreographing so many different people and he had called in martial artists for, as extras and extra fighters who were real martial artists from around the LA area to come in and pl do extras. And he was, you know, choreographing this scene and that's this little fight, this little fight over here. And he said, Hey, I'm really busy. Can you just choreograph a couple little fight scenes of your own? And then show them to me so I can, um, you know, say yay or nay. And uh, so I did. I choreographed a couple. And so when you see me in the montage do a, like a flying leg scissors. Yeah. That's that's not a karate move. That's a jujitsu. You know, that's straight out of Koden uh, Khan jujitsu. So <clears throat> I do a flying leg scissors and then hit the guy when we hit the ground. That was those little tiny things were choreographed by me. But, of course, I had to show them to Pat. And then he said, you know, he gave me the thumbs up. Right. And I know uh, the director, John G. Avildsen, filmed everything and on YouTube. It's pretty much all the rehearsals are on there to watch. And they're they're fascinating. And the, the tournament, too, is fascinating to watch. And there's one scene, obviously, after you get disqualified, uh, you throw your belt right at the, the sensei's feet. Um, and that didn't obviously didn't make it into the movie. Do you have any idea why it didn't? Yeah, um, we shot it. When we were making the movie, we shot it in rehearsal and we shot it in the movie. Um, <clears throat> I didn't, when we shot it, I didn't throw it at his feet in anger so much as I just kind of had tears in my eyes and dropped it at his feet um, and walked out of the tournament. Um, but they changed the ending. They got challenged with time right? because uh, it, the, the new year was approaching. We were shooting like New Year's Eve um, and <laughs> had to, we had to not go into the new year for, you know, production of course, yeah. reasons and taxes and all that stuff. So we had to end the movie and then John was looking for an ending. Uh, he found his ending with the shot of Mr. Miyagi. And then they picked up the ending originally was us in the parking lot where, you know, Miyagi honks creases nose. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then they trans, you know, they, they took that out and they, they used it for uh, part two and they needed me in that scene. Okay. 
So they needed me not to leave the Cobra Kai. Right. They needed Bobby, Bobby not to. They we they still wanted Bobby part of the Cobra Kai. So um, it had to do with how the ending changed and how we got pressed for time, and you know it all worked out. John John Avelson was a genius, right? And thank God for him. You know he was a. I've never worked with a director quite like him, and he's a video maniac. I mean, yeah. everywhere you go, if you go anywhere with John. In, you know, right. outside of the set or anywhere, he's always got a video camera with him. Right. So he recorded everything. Yeah. Do you have any good stories about John? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite stories is the, you know, I'm a young actor, um, and I'm working with the guy who won an Academy Academy Award for directing Rocky. Right. <laughs> Which was cool enough. But then when we were done filming and they did a pre-release of the movie, we all got together and went down to Westwood in L.A. And for the first time, we all watched the movie with the public. And I was sitting next to John Abelson in the back of the theater. And you never know. You know, we thought we had a good movie, but you don't know how the public's going to react right. to anything. So we're all sitting in the back. I'm sitting next to John. We watched the whole movie. John's just watching the public's reactions to his different scenes and how he cut the movie. And at the end, after Ralph crane kick does the crane kick to Johnny's nose, um, the, the couple guys down at the end, the whole audience just cheered yeah. a couple guys down in the very front of the movie. You could see them. their silhouettes on the screen because they jumped up, stood up on their seats and threw their hands in the air and they were screaming. Yeah. Yeah. And John turns to me and he says, we got a hit. Right. Yeah, he was absolutely that right. <laughs> yeah, he knew exactly. Yeah, that was before it was, you know, that was before the, the uh, wide nationwide release. That was a pre-release. Right, right. Uh, so that's, that, was, that was fun. Yeah, I, I definitely could imagine. But like also with the karate training, you guys also had a um, – have any soccer training or motorcycle, you know, training as well? <laughs> everything, everything. Yeah. yeah. They hired a guy who used to play with Pele. Okay. Uh, he came up and he trained us in soccer. Right. Um, <clears throat> then we did a lot of the motorcycle stuff. Um, I remember that's another story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> John decided that after we were riding the motorcycles, um, I think it was on the beach that he decided that we, some of us couldn't ride good enough. <laughs> so we, he, on a Sunday, which back in that time, if you worked on a Sunday, you were getting golden time, which was like triple time. Right. You know, and he, he hired our, our, uh, stunt coordinator, Alan Alany. He had a, uh, him take us to the old Columbia pictures, Warner brothers ranch down in Burbank and nobody was shooting anything because it was Sunday and he had the motorcycles brought over and we were just to ride all day and Alan was to train us. And so yeah, after about an hour of doing certain things that Alan wanted us to do on the motorcycle, he goes, you guys can ride good enough. Just go play. We've got a couple more hours here. Right. Go. <laughs> we tore up. <laughs> we all just tore up the sets of like Fantasy Island. Right. I was doing I remember doing donuts on the set of Fantasy Island. Um we rode up the stair steps of the old wooden western sets 
that were on, and we wrote inside the saloons. Right. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, and we were getting paid triple time to do this, to just <laughs> go crazy. So Cobra Kai went crazy on the, right. the Warner Brothers Ranch sets. Yeah. So a lot of fun. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And getting good money for yeah, it, too. Totally. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the soccer scene where you, you trip Ralph and it looks like he decks you pretty, pretty well in that scene. Is Yeah, because he hit me for real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he hit me with his forearm. He, um, you know, the fist is obviously supposed to go past the face. Yeah. And, but he accidentally just, I don't know, we just got too excited and he hit me with his forearm and bloodied my lip. Right. Um, we didn't stop shooting. And then, you know, when, as soon as John said cut, Ralph just made a beeline for me and said, man, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Are you okay? Said, yeah. yeah, I'm cool. I've been hit harder than that. Right. <laughs> so originally but, how, um, how did you first get involved in martial arts? Well, that, I got involved in martial arts in my hometown. I'll, I'll tell you exactly how I got involved in martial arts. Cause I had my own real life Cobra Kai moment okay. when I was in high school uh, weighing in at my freshman year for PE, I weighed 97 pounds. Wow. I was like four foot 10, 97 mm. pounds. And I was little and I'm just got to this major high school in Reno, Nevada, my hometown. And four guys are coming at me down this hallway. I'm looking for my locker that they just given me the paper, you know, my locker number. And I'm, I'm looking, I'm on, I'm in this long hallway and four guys are walking toward me and they're laughing and they might as well have been Johnny, Bobby, Tommy, and Dutch. Right. You know? And I, I was in this moment playing the role of Daniel Son, the little wimpy kid, <laughs> just just arrived at high school. And I, as these guys are walking toward me, Dutch, <laughs> you might as well call him Dutch, right. he locks eyes with me. And I'm like, oh, no. Hmm. This doesn't – he doesn't <laughs> – doesn't look very friendly. Yeah. So I kind of stepped to the side and I was going to let them pass. And as they're passing, this guy Dutch steps out of the pack and punches me in the face. Wow. Doesn't know me. I don't know them. Hits me really hard in the face and they, and they just keep walking. Hmm. And um, they thought it was funny. Had a good time. I don't know. It was like a freshman initiation right. or something. And uh, it was in that moment that I decided that that was never going to happen again. So I started training in the martial arts. Did they uh, ever approach you again after that incident? No, actually, <clears throat> um, no, I, they didn't ever approach me again. I think, uh, I, well, I know the leader. I know his name. He actually got kicked out of school. Okay. Yeah, so. Oh, okay, so uh, at least they didn't have to bug you again, so. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> he didn't get kicked out of school for like six months, but yeah. Right. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a real life Cobra Kai moment. It, you know, I was a little guy and I just needed some training. I needed an equalizer. Right. Yeah. 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 Speaking of Cobra Kai, but before they, you know, had the TV show, I know uh, William Zapka directed the great Sweep the Leg video, which you were featured in, a couple of the other cast members too. Uh, how much fun was making that? And were you even surprised that uh, they, they even made that? <laughs> Um, I was surprised that the band had wrote a song called sweep the leg right? and that they were just huge karate kid fans. Um, it's always fun to hang out with the guys. Yeah. It's just, you know, whether it's at a party or they just come over to my house, like, you know, William was in my wedding and Tony O'Dell and it's just fun to, 
it's always fun to just hang with those guys any anytime we're all together and we've known each other through the years. I mean, they're some of my best friends. Um, but to work together as well is and to re or rework again together is, you know, just icing on the cake. Right. And yeah, you know, it was so well done. And then just top it off with the cameo by Ralph at the end. Just it, it yeah. Off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, uh, William Zapka, I call him Billy. Right. Um, he's a talented guy. Yeah. Got nominated yeah. for an Academy Award for, you know, filmmaking. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then uh, reuniting with Martin Cove on Tosh.0, that was that was very that fun, was fun. too. That was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Marty's as, a good friend, too. Right. You know. Yeah. My, my mom actually went to high school with, with him in Queens, New York. Wow. Yeah. yeah he's just, he's a, you know, he plays a, a badass in all these movies, right. but he's a sweet guy. Yeah. He's, I, one, I, he's one of the best guys. Yeah. I've spoken to him before. He's, yeah, he's such a nice guy. But um, yeah, now Cobra Kai, obviously, they make a show from a 35-year-old movie. It's a big hit. Now they're in season two. I'm sure they'll at some point approach you about reprising the role of Bobby. I don't know. But um, <laughs> all, all, I mean, all I can say is I just know that those three guys, Josh Heald, um, Hayden Schlossberg, John Hurwitz, are, are also very, very, very talented. Right. And um, I just know that they were huge Karate Kid fans, yeah. like, like growing up, like everybody else. They were just they are just massive Karate Kid fans. Right now, they really are living the dream. Yeah, of course. And I know that they don't want to be the guys known as the three guys that screwed up the Karate Kid franchise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that screwed the brand up yeah. by taking a huge risk doing something that's really never been done before, you know, with original characters right. 30 years yeah. later, you know, doing a, a series on right. where they are now. Huge risk. It could have gone either way. Yeah. They're lucky. They got some talented, you know, <laughs> talented actors right. and, in Ralph and, and, uh, and William and, but they just don't want to be the guys to screw the brand up. So they're being very, careful. very careful yeah. about, how they unfold the, this series and right. each episode and the storyline and when and where, and if, even if they introduce anybody, um, from the karate kid universe, you know, it's got to make sense right, for course. them. Yeah. And if it doesn't make sense for, for them in the storyline, they're not, you know, they probably it. won't do it. Right. So, yeah. So do you, what do you think Bobby's doing right now? You think he kind of followed your, your path? Yeah, isn't that interesting? I think I'm a motivational speaker right. and a life coach, and I'm into I'm really into personal development, and I'm into personal development because of my own sensei, who was kind of like my real life Mr. Miyagi. Um, he would talk to me, us. He would talk to his students in a way that I'd never heard anybody talk before about about life and about mindset and about honor and respect and discipline, and and so I kind of like I. I as much as I enjoyed training the physical part of the martial arts, I also enjoyed the mental and the esoteric principles that he would teach. And I kind of soaked it up like a sponge back in the day. Mm. And um, I just, as I moved through life, just realized that a lot of people, they may not want to train in the martial arts, but they definitely could use um, the esoteric principles and some of the things that the martial arts teach. 
Um, so I brought it to a wider audience. That's why I'm a speaker and everything. And it's interesting because I think that Bobby w- is very similar in that respect to me, you know, trying to do the right thing. And even though you may be mixed up in the wrong crowd. Um, and so I think that uh, Bobby, you know, I, I kind of thought about it after Cobra Kai came out, like where would Bobby be? And at first I thought it'd be kind of funny if he was an orthopedic surgeon, (laughs) (laughs) a knee specialist, right? (laughs) After taking Daniel's knee out, it'd be kind of funny if he was like, you know, to, (laughs) to kind of, uh, you know, make his payment to life, um, for that mistake. He's now, he just repairs knees instead of takes them out. (laughs) So, but I don't know. Maybe he's a motivational speaker too. You know, maybe he's out there trying to tra- change lives and, and change bullies. Uh, which, which I'm pa- kind of passionate about that topic. I have a five year old daughter. Yeah, I, and um, you know, as she grows and, and gets a little bit older, bullying, even especially with girls, girls can be vicious. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and online and in social media, bullying's a, bullying is a big problem that needs to be addressed. And I can certainly see. Bobby out there trying to uh, work with kids and, 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 you know, try to get them out of bullying. Right. And, you know, it's much worse now. I mean, because before when they just came up to you and punched you in the face, that was it. Now with all the cyberbullying, it seems like that is so much worse than just like the physical contact. It's, 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 it's awful because you're playing with, you know, you're punching people mentally and emotionally. Right. Physically, you know, that, that, that goes away. You know, it, it's no fun, but mentally and emotionally is the problem and you've got kids being bullied so much that they're committing suicide that's just not good it's no, not cool not at all um parenting parents need to take responsibility schools you know coaches uh, we need more uh, people out there trying to change this culture that that we've created in this you know right and country I, yeah i'm glad i'm glad about that and um Cobra Kai also touched upon a little bit about that as well, the cyberbullying and how, uh, you know, they stood up to the bullies. Uh, it was good, good that they included that as well. Yeah. But bullies, you know, bullies are victims too. Oh, they are. Uh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're usually just, uh, most of the time taking that stuff to other people, but they're getting bullied at home. Right. Or, you know, I hate to say that, but that's the truth. Yeah. Um, they're getting bullied somewhere. They're getting abused somehow. Um, so they feel small, so they got to make themselves feel big by going and picking right. on other people. Right. Uh, and they're actually weak because they'll only do it if there's an audience and they've got backup. Yeah. Absolutely. You get a bully by themselves and they're not so tough. Right. Right. So anyway, yeah, it's, it's a topic I'm passionate about and I can definitely see Bobby, um, getting engaged in that arena. Right. You know, maybe opening his own dojo for inner city kids or underprivileged right. kids and, and working with bullies on the martial arts. Because I've seen the martial arts take people who were bullies and make them, you know, just getting them out of being a bully and, and being, you know, totally respectful and giving them a little bit of self respect. Right. Um, and that goes a long way. Yeah, totally. And if someone wants your services, how do they reach you? Uh, well, I'm easy to find. I'm all over the internet, but Facebook forward slash Sensei Ron Thomas. Um, my website is senseironthomas.com and Instagram is at, at the real Ron Thomas. And uh, I've got a new webinar platform that I'm creating content that I've delivered through, you know, through the years. 
my mastery boot camp and life coaching processes and that kind of thing. I'm going to take it starting this year with this new webinar platform to a broader audience. So if people stay in touch with me, they can certainly find out how they can get involved on the various topics that I want to, that I want to take public. That's great. You know, well, so, yeah. Uh, well, Ron, thank you for a few minutes today. I really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck with everything. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it too. And a special thanks to Sensei Ron Thomas for joining me today. For more information, check out senseirontomas.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the first Noah 19 Be sure to like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. The show's on SoundCloud, it's on Podbean, and it's also on Spotify. On Spotify, just search Reliving My Youth, all one word. Go to tpublic.com for all your Reliving My Youth merchandise. And stay tuned for the next episode in the Karate Kid 35th Anniversary Series. We'll talk to you then.